Hey guys, it's Logan. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for clicking this episode. It's not usually what we do here in Godzilla Destroyal Podcast. Uh, as you know, I have a real play D&D podcast called Lost Legends Steel the Third, and we're doing a brand new campaign. This is our campaign too, so new characters, new setting in the world, uh, brand new. So it's a great place for new people to jump in if they want to jump in. And I just thought I'd drop it here. You know, if you give it a shot and you like it, awesome. We have new episodes the first and third Wednesday of every month. If you give it a shot, don't like it. Hey, I'm not upset. If you don't want to give it a shot, hey, I'm not upset. I get it. So yeah, just thought I'd drop it here and, and let you guys give it a shot. I have the bonus episodes coming up here the next few days with Joey and Alec, uh, where we cover Optimus Prime and Dragonzord. And those guys are part of this podcast here that I'm dropping in the feed. If you listen to those and you kind of like how those guys sound, you can come over here and listen to this episode or whatever. All right, and I'll leave it off there. Thanks so much, guys. And until next time, thank God for Godzilla. You're listening to Lost Legends Tales of Thrun. Greetings, adventurers. Season 4 features a story, one of our lost legends, that I've been working on for a long time. This particular lost legend takes place 200 years before the Great War, 200 years before the Dirty Water Boys, 200 years before Queen Eldora, the awakening of Draconon, and the re-emergence of giants. Our story begins on a prisoner ship, the Blind Justice, with a party of exiles. Their destination? The coastal prisoner colony of Saltborn, across the southern Sea of Mouths. Whether murder or treason, foul play or tax evasion, each prisoner aboard the Blind Justice has a secret past, a reason for their exile. In the dreary pitch blackness of the below decks is where our story begins. So, the first thing that all of you guys would smell is this kind of musty, rotten, moldy wood. Uh, you get the feeling that, you know, this ship that you're on, you can tell by the swaying of the waves, almost enough to kind of turn your stomach, like uh, with the seasickness. Um, you can tell the ship is well-worn and well-used. The captain first pulls off the blindfold of Issa. So, you feel like your blindfold ripped off, the gag taken out of your mouth. Uh, as you look around, you're tied up six ways to Sunday with shackles and chains. Um, go ahead and describe what you're, uh, go ahead and describe your character. All right, Issa is uh, approximately six feet two. She is a tiefling. She's got greenish colored, uh, like a light mint green skin, really large black horns that curl around kind of like a ram's um, short, dark blue green hair. Um, and right now she's not happy. Hell yeah. Uh, next down the line, he, uh, you know, the captain, you can see he's got his fancy tri-point hat. He's got his fancy captain's gear. Um, this would be, uh, Captain Lucas Derry of the, uh, the ship Blind Justice. He goes over to Gyro, rips off the blindfold, rips out the, uh, the, the gag in your mouth. All right. So, um, Gyro is a dragonborn. He's around 4'11". Uh, he's also green and, uh, he's a fighter and, uh, 
he is also unhappy, but he's never happy. So totally. Yeah. The captain would look at gyro and be like, Hey, what's wrong with your face? What you looking at me like that for? I don't like it when prisoners get me uh, all riled up. Well, I'm kind of bored with this face, you fucker. <laughs> That's the <He's> voice. Like... <laughs> 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 the, the captain's just totally straight faced, and he's like, "I how, was ro- how would you like it if I cut yours off after I get out of these?" <laughs> he's like, "I, oh, you could try." And he kind of gestures down. You can see peeking out from the chains. You have uh, an anchor tattoo on your right forearm. Ah, says, fuck! Says, oh, you can try, but with that there, won't be doing much good for you, you ugly little green man. Oh, don't worry, you'll be the first when we riot. <laughs> He's like, hey, we'll see. <laughs> you surely will. That'll be the last thing you say. I'm happy! <laughs> um... Yeah, so what? Uh, he he turns. I don't know how I'm gonna get captions in on an audio format, but because <laughs> like it's adorable, but I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he turns to Issa, and his entire demeanor changes, and he bows, says, "Miss Volpicelli, get fucked." He says, "Uh, aye, maybe later." And he winks at you. <sighs> I'm with the little guy. When we riot, he's the first one to go. Right? I wink at him. I'm not that small. You're smaller than me. Sorry. I'll let it slide this time. (laughs) Every one of you prisoners, every trip we make from the Golden Empire down here across the Sea of Mouths. Oh, when we riot, this happens. When we riot, that happens. And he says, uh, Notice how I'm still standing here. And he just gets this like wicked grin across his face. He says, my only job is to get you across to the Southern Sea, you know, across the Sea of Mouths to Saltborn. In at least one piece. It's going to be so much fun to be able to drag your face right off the ship with me. <laughs> he says, oh, thinking, I don't doubt you'll try. I was thinking maybe uh, showing them the underside of the pier when we get there. You know what I'm talking about? I like to do that lighter too. Says I, I believe the locals call that peer pressure. God damn it! That what First one of the season. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, he goes over to uh, so that'd be uh, half pint. Rips off the blindfold, takes out the gag, and he says, "Tell me, you've got a better attitude about all this? I mean, you're the prisoners. I'm just your taxi." Well, what kind of attitude do you expect us to have? Uh, hey, Ben, are, are my hands bound? Yes. Yep. Okay. Completely bound, totally oh, like poop. cocooned from the neck down, basically. Ugh. You sure don't know how to treat a fella, do you? Oh, boy. Ugh. Hey, quick question, Captain. Where's my bottle? Your bottle? Oh, I keep it, uh, you know, all prisoner belongings I keep in a secret location until the, um, you know, until we get to Saltborn, then we dump all your shit over on the sand and call it a day. Oh, alright, that sounds fine then. Uh, can I have some, some fresh water? See, no, that's uh, what I'm talking about. And he, uh, parched. He goes over and takes, like, a clay cup, fills it with, like, some fresh water, and, uh, he says, now, how much do you want, Letty? I mean, you can just splash the whole thing all over me. It's just, it's a bit musty in here, and I'm getting a little warm. So splash it? Are you sure? Well, yeah. 
He just kind of looks at the water. He's like, all right. He like splashes it right in your face. Well, why, why thank you? I was just getting hot. That's all. It's just warm in I here. I see. I, I, it does get a bit musty below deck here. I mean, people are always like, oh, Captain Terry, how does your ship still float? It's so moldy. And I'm like, well, it adds character. And I say, with that, he uh, just kind of nods, gives you a smile. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, go ahead and describe your character. So, the now soaking wet half pint is, <laughs> uh, I imagine his, their hair is actually down. Normally, it would be pulled up. They have like shoulder length, um, like tomato red hair and a splotch of hair on their chin goatee style and a little uh curly mustache and they are a gnome so they're very short uh about three foot one and yeah normally you would find them wearing a leather bartending apron and you know just some moderately nice clothes with some leather boots but right now i imagine that he's not wearing that (laughs) he's probably just wearing like a plain tunic or a frock or maybe nothing. Ooh. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. He, uh, and he said he's a gnome. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Um, good deal. Yeah. Yeah. He just says, you like, some at least big not, a gnome, to fill. not a gnome. Sorry. <laughs> re, re, scratch all that. I'm not a gnome. I'm a halfling. I was going to say, you got some big boots to fill playing a gnome. I'm a halfling. <laughs> Much better than those. Tiny little scrawny ass gnomes. I got some meat on my bones. <laughs> so the captain, he's like, well, halfling gnome, you'll taste the same to me. <laughs> As what could I say? Put the balls in kind of balls. If you well, that, know what I mean. Well, that's, kind, that's kind of fucked up, captain. As well, go to do what you got to do when you're out in the open waves. I say at this point, he heads over to Sandburger. He takes out the, the blindfold, but not the gag right away. And he looks and says, now, Mr. Burger. I'm not looking mm-hmm. for any trouble. Mm-hmm. He says, you go riling people up all the time. And I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, we have a nice, clean boat ride, eh? I give him puppy dog eyes. And he's like, all right, here we go. And he goes and, like, pulls your gag out. Oh, hey, dude, thank you so much. That was really uncomfortable. I, I really appreciate it. You're so nice for doing that, dude. He says, oh, don't mention it. Says now, Mister Burger, have you had any previous associations with these other three lot? Or uh, I, how, I, you don't. I don't me think as- so. No, I, I remember I was told I have to come here because my friend did something bad, but then he blamed it on me. I don't understand anything, dude. So it doesn't sound like a very good friend. Let's. Oh, he's take the, the best friend. <laughs> he was the best friend. He helped me like get a lot of lizards to eat. It was great. Lizards. Oh, yeah, I love lizards, dude. Granted, I've eaten people before, so I suppose I shouldn't uh, get after a buddy for, for eating lizards, but how do you even cook one? Do they have meat on them? I thought they're just oh, yeah, scales dude, you, and tongue. I mean, you, you, eat the, you eat the shrimps, right? The shrimps and the lizards, they're in the same, they're in the same genus, dude. They're the same thing, meat and all. You just gotta make sure you take the tail out, because you get all the poop out that way, just like with a, with a shrimp. You take the tail out of the shrimp? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. The 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 player character doing this character is actually allergic to shrimp, so he's never actually had it. So, oh, he uh, let's say the the character in the game. Yeah, he's he's just always eating it whole. Uh, Captain oh. Derry's just always like popped it right in his mouth, chewed the whole thing. The same with bananas. People say you shouldn't eat the peel, but it just adds to the flavor. 
it's extra fiber. You need you need about like 25 grams of fiber per 100 pounds that you are to have a good BM. So yeah, for sure, dude. Get that fiber. It says BM. What would that be? Oh, the bowel movement. <laughs> you and your fancy city words. Oh, no. I grew up in a cave on an island. I'm, I'm not from the city, my guy. Oh. He uh, kind of looks you up and down. Go ahead and describe what Samberger looks like. Samberger is a cobalt. He is maroon. He is about two foot ten. He's a little guy. Uh, he's got yellow eyes. Uh, his horns are a darker shade of maroon. And he's got a couple of like like rings on his horns there. Uh, very rudimentary and basic, kind of like they're made of like like hand carved out of stone and stuff. Um, I'm not sure what he'd be wearing. Is he just wearing like prison garb? Um his normal outfit would just be like studded armor and like, you know, fancy little little boy pants. I don't know. <laughs> um, and yeah, his uh, I don't think he'd have his magical stuff on him, but his arcane focus, he uses a Allen wrench. So nice. And yeah, I'm an he, artificer. Uh, he would just be wearing essentially like everyone's got like prisoner garb, just kind of like a plain tunic, kind of like a beige color uh, with like sweat stains. And you get the feeling they kind of reuse clothes, too. So these kind of they came to you like with a stink on them kind of thing. Oh, a stink never bothered me, none, dude. This is fine. This is actually wonderful. No one's ever given me any free clothes before. I appreciate it. You're a good guy. What was your name again? Polly Pollywanna Cracker or something? This is Captain Captain Derry. Lucas Derry. Captain Derry. Captain Lucas Derry. Okay. Do I have to say that the entire time? Like Captain Derry, Captain Lucas Derry. That seems like a lot to say. As I'd settle for sir. Oh, okay. All right. All right. How about dude? I like to say dude. He just rolls his eyes. It's like, dude will be acceptable. All right, dude, sir. Captain, Captain Derry, Captain Jonathan Derry. And he, uh, he just kind of starts to pace back and forth. He says, now that we've gotten the, uh, how you say the meetings out of the way, let me explain a couple of things. You talked of riots. You've talked of rebellion. I'll have no such insubordination upon my ship. I plan to release you. We'll turn you to the four winds once we reach Saltborn. But even sooner than that, we'll get these chains off of you soon enough. The four of you will put you to work on my ship. And he uh, explains how basically the um, so everyone has this anchor tattoo on their forearm, their right forearm. And um, it's probably about three inches long. So big enough that it's noticeable, you know, Um essentially while you're on the ship, this magical tattoo, the tattoo is enchanted where it will stay with you your entire life. But while you're on the ship, the enchantment is such that if you try to attack any of the crew members, uh, basically the shot redirects and you take one D six damage. And it's just kind of a standard procedure way to keep the prisoners in line. Um, the more you try to attack the crew, the more you end up hurting yourself, get knocked out and they chain you back up and, kind of a re-education type of thing until you reach Saltborn, and then they turn you loose. And as soon as you're off the ship and in the town, then the enchantment wears off, but the tattoo stays permanently. Does kind that of a, count a sign for, of being a prisoner? Does that count for like spells that aren't attacks? Yes. Any kind of damaging I. E. charm effect. person. Yeah. Any any stuff like that. Any kind of spells, magic, any of that kind of stuff you try to cast on the crew. Um yeah, rebound. Like a press digitation. Um, it's one of those things. There's certain, like, <clears throat> how do you want to put it? There's certain, like, exceptions to it. Like, if it's not, like, a damaging spell, like, healing magic would be an exception to it. Like, you could cast Cure Light Wounds on, on the crew member, and it wouldn't redirect and hurt you. But, like, Firebolt, Fireball, 
magic missile, that kind of stuff. It just kind of bounces right off of them and hits you back for a D6 of damage. What about charming spells? Charming spells, that that's under the list of things that would rebound. Yeah. Okay. So I'd just yep. charm myself. Wow, I yeah. look nice today. <laughs> it's just positive self-talk. <laughs> just rebound it. You're like, man, I am crushing it. <laughs> but uh, as far as, um, you know, the chains and stuff go, the captain snaps his fingers. The chains automatically <laughs> fall to the ground uh, in mass, allowing you guys, you know, they're, they're pretty tight. So you've got like some marks on your arms and um, it, was, it was a tad uncomfortable being totally cocooned up in all these chains and ropes. Uh, but from there, the uh, the captain says, once we reach Saltbarn, we'll make sure you get all your belongings. He says, bear in mind, I have no ill will against any of you. My father was a was a killer, after all. Um, all I'm here to do is deliver you. You hear? I'm your taxi. And we can have a good ride. And he um, pats his sword. He's got like a scimitar on his belt. Uh, he says, or we can have a poor ride. He says, that completely depends on your behavior, prisoners. He says, are we the only prisoners on the boat or are there other ones too? Yeah, there are other prisoners too. Yep. Yep. Um, so as far as the, uh, the jobs on the ship, basically there's, uh, cooking, cleaning slash swabbing the decks, the crow's nest and running the fishing nets, uh, like food supply basically. Um, so who would want to take which job? Basically there's already a prisoner there that, you know, it's kind of like um, someone that could kind of help get you into the job, so to speak. It'd be about three days till you reach Saltborn. I'll take the crow's nest. Okie doke. Definitely going towards cooking. I can, I can clean a deck here and there. And then, yeah, I mean, it's totally cool also like to double up on things. So like if two people want to clean the deck, that's cool. If two people want to run the crow's nest, that's cool. Um, Joey, what would your character, uh, Gyro, be... Um, Kind of like like gravitating towards between cooking, cleaning, slash lobbing the decks, crow's nest, and fishing nets. Probably fishing nets. Okay, we'll go do that. Sweet. Heck yeah. Well, um, essentially, uh, so half pint. We'll start with you, um, Captain Derry. He uh, hands you a mop and um, uh, you know a bucket full of, like water and soap and stuff. He's like, "All right, though, get to it, you little man." And he um, just kind of strides his way up to the top deck. As you make your way up there, you'd see a crew of about 25 sailors and then other prisoners. You know, the prisoners, the tunics, uh, the, sh- the sleeves cut off at the elbow. And so you'd be able to tell pretty much flat out which people are prisoners and which aren't based on the anchor tattoo. Um, yeah, you'd see that uh, essentially one of the guys also swabbing the decks is a half elf. Um, rather tall, kind of skinny. He's got like buzzed blonde hair and a little bit of stubble. Um and uh, he comes up to you and says, hello, looks like we will be um, swabbing the, uh, how you say, the uh, the floors. What do you call this implement again? Matt, well, that, that, that's called a, that's called a mop. You, you dip it in some water, you rub it on the ground and it cleans it up. Or, how- or hear me out now, you can just go like this. And I press to digitate one cubic or like one foot of the deck clean just instantly. His jaw just drops. He's like, are, are you the god of mops? <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not quite. Not quite. Uh, and then I use Mage Hand to pick up my mop and mop a different part of the deck while I press to digitate more of the deck. You see, cleaning cleaning's easy. Clean, cleaning's the simplest task. 
He says, how is it that you've gotten so good at cleaning, my friend? Years and years and years of practice, buddy. I have much to learn from you. I do not know how long we will be cleaning these decks. What, what, like, what happens when we're finished? Do we just get to, like, hang out? That's a, that's a good question. That, that'd be something to take up to Captain Derry. Why don't you go talk to him? He's, oh, yeah. Yeah, you keep doing your thing. Uh, nice to meet you. And he gets down on one knee and, like, you know, goes to shake your hand and stuff. You can see, his, you know, his anchor tattoo is, like, blazing on his arm. He says, my name is Kent. It is uh, a pleasure. Well, it was, it was, it was golly, golly. It was, it was swell to meet you, Kent. You have, you have a good rest of your day. You too. Yeah. It's uh, always good to make friends, especially with the mop god. Yeah. As a Prestigujaga Glarber. Whatever you said. Yes, the, the spells that make things clean. It's like my friends always say, cleanliness is next to godliness. And he smiles and goes up to the top deck, you know, like to the, the steering wheel, to the captain, try and ask him, kind of have that conversation. Um, heck yeah. Meanwhile, we have uh, Sam Berger heading up to the crow's nest. Um, go ahead and make an athletics check to try and climb the uh, the rigging. We'll give you a uh, go ahead and make athletics with advantage because I mean you know it's the rope is made to be climbed. I rolled a two and a four, <laughs> so six total. Six, yeah. So it takes you like a half an hour to get up there. Eventually, the uh, the task. Oh golly gee! Oh gosh, this is so high. I'm such a little dude, and this is so high up. I don't know why I I wasn't tears for this, but I'm gonna get there. I'm a good boy, and I'll get there, dudes. Say, there's a, a half work that comes over. He's like big and burly, probably seven feet tall, built like the rock. You know, he comes over and he's got a whip on his hip and he's like, hey, get up there, you little weasel. Oh, sir, I am a cobalt and I'm I'm doing my best over here, my dude. There's cobalt. Yeah, I'm, like... I'm not a I'm not a weasel. I'm a, I'm a little like think of a dragonborn, but like smaller and more handsome. So you're a loser. I know it's called Cobalt. You don't look very bold to me. I don't what? I don't know what's happening. I'm just trying to make it on up this rope here, dude. You want to give me a little a little push? A little cuz you're like you're like three of me. You could just give me a little heave ho and I'll be up there in no time, dude. He says, "Are you saying that I'm strong?" You're as you're probably stronger than me. Yeah, for sure, dude. He's like, "Whoa." And he takes a minute and scratches his head. He's like, well, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So could you, you want to give me a little, a little pusheroo? What was your yeah. name again? Skittles? Uh, my name is Grendon. I'm the enforcer. Okay. Okay. Grendon. Yeah. Just give me a little pushy push. If you want me to get up there faster. Cause you're like three of me. If I could just, if I could just stand on your shoulders even, cause that's just a trope that I apparently fall into all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, nobody stands on Grendon's shoulders. I'm not some kind of mech suit that you pilot everywhere. I oh, you're not a Gundam? A Gundam? Yeah, a Gundam. I've never heard of him. I'm, we can't get into this out of character. I will talk for 45 <laughs> minutes about Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's like... Um, he, uh, you know, kind of has you lower from the rope and then he basically has you get down in like a fetal position and he's got you kind of like a shot put, like right in the palm of his hand. Just kind of oh, like fastball special. There. Exactly. And he's like, all right, now, once you make it up there, 
you're going to meet the little buddy that's up there. The little mushroom guy is just adorable, but don't eat him. He's a good boy. But I do like mushrooms, but I'll do my best. Uh, Grendon, I promise you I won't eat another human or another sentient creature, okay? What, what does sentient mean? Is that like the flavor? Uh, sentient means like you have your own cognitive thoughts and free will and you can be like, hey, I want to do this thing. And then you go do it. You know, you know what I'm saying, dude? So like if I want like a grilled cheese and I go to cook a grilled cheese, that means I am sentient? Yeah, dude. At least half. At least half sentient. Go ahead and roll an insight on him. Now I roll high. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's an unnatural 20. You've blown his mind wide open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I, I, I know people like you. You're, you're a good person inside the heart, you know, and, and you got the sentience in you, you know? You're, you're a smart guy if you want to try. It's like my mom. Look at me. To... I'm a little fry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to rhyme. He's like, oh, rhyming. It's like my favorite doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dre, the best rhymer there is. Yeah. I was going to say Dr. Seuss, but yeah. He's cool too. I'm, I have more of a of an urban vibe to me, dudes. But yeah, urban. Yeah, he's a country singer. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna throw you, but not because, not because you're sentient, because you rhyme with sentences and you have no hair. And he's yeah. just like, you see, like he, there's just lights are on, but no one's home. Like, he's you trying to what? piece together all these words, but it's just not happening. He's like, I whip, but I do thing. And that's it. Grendon, I like to think that we we started a, a beautiful friendship here today. Now go ahead and, and throw me up there like the big strong boy you are, okay? It's okay. And he goes and, like, pats you on the head, and he's like, it's okay that you don't have hair, by the way. No, <laughs> thank you so I. much. Thank you. We're the bald boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the bald boys. You're the bald little fella, and I'm the bald big guy. Yeah, big fella and little guy. I just rolled a nat 20 for his athletics check. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna whip me up there. <laughs> he just fucking chucks you up there like a baseball. Like, just woof, you know? You fly up above the crow's nest, like, probably by 10 feet, and on the way down, you're able to land in there. You, you know, kind of one of those, you're almost step on, there's like a little mushroom there, probably like six inches tall. And yeah, you just like land in there, just about land on the mushroom, and... um one of those things up oh. here, you feel like the wind in your face. There's like the smell of salt water and stuff. Um, Can I see over? I imagine there's like a, a certain like like railing or whatever. Can I see over it or am I too short to see over it? We'll say slightly. Yeah, you'd be able to like just like from your nose on up can see over the over the railing. This this was the correct option for me to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, do, I, do I notice a, a tattoo on the little mushroom, dude? Yes. Yeah, he has a little tattoo. Um, it's on the underside, though, of the, the cap. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, hi there. I was told to come up here and, and hang out with you. The mushroom doesn't respond. <laughs> I'm I'm Sam Berger. Uh, you can call me Sam Berger. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, are, you a, are you a sentient creature, or is this a situation like down there with Gre Grendon? Still no response. Um, okay. go ahead and roll well, an investigation check. Uh, that is going to be 12, 12. All right. So you see it very slowly starting to inch its way over towards you. 
I offer little... my hand down to like pick to pick them up. Okay, dope. Totally. Yeah, you'd see um, essentially on the bottom of the mushroom are like maybe a hundred little tiny tentacles that are like kind of slowly moving in across. It, it looks kind of it's one of those things that looks kind of unsettling. Like you can't look at it for too long or else it kind of makes you sick to your stomach. But it's like, oh, you know, kind of turning back up. Right. Um, okay. You'd see a little anus down there as well. It's the first time. Three seasons, <laughs> four seasons. We've never said the word anus. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Do you want some little cargo pants? I can make you some cargo pants or some corduroy pants. I could make you some corduroy pants to cover up that anus of yours, buddy. <laughs> he goes like while you're holding on to him he's like oh are you defecating right now and then all of a sudden the entire crow's nest fills with this like kind of like green spores just like uh like totally like pollen like whoosh like a cloud um as uh, as the cloud kind of settles and stuff, and there's kind of like some little droplets and all that in the crow's nest, you'd see two blue eyes appear on the mushroom, and then a little mouth appear, and then two little hands stick out, kind of like sausage party-ish, you know? Like little googly eyes appearing on him. And he's like, hi. Am I, am I tripping right now? Did you get me real, real good high? Maybe. Okay, that's cool, dude. I'm here. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. So, what's your name? I'm Jace. Jace, Jace. is is that with a J or a G? I don't know. Okay. Maybe an epsilon. Epsa what? Yeah, epsilon. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. All right. Hey. So what? What's what you in here for? What you? What you do? What was the crime that you did? Because you're just a little fella. As well. There was a horse theft, and I didn't stop it. Did you steal the horse? No. Oh. Okay. That's kind of a lame crime. You're probably, you're probably like in danger a lot, right? Because there's like murderers and like tax evasioners on this this ship. You yeah, know? that's why I came up here. I can't see anything over the crow's nest, but at least I'm away from everybody else. Hell yeah, that's why I wanted to be up here. I'm a little guy too. You want to be like the little guy club, you and me? Little guy club? Yeah. It's a two-man, it's a two-person group, you and me. I don't have any money for yearly dues. Well, we can make out an IOU, but I'm not really in it for the money, you know? I'm, I'm just here for the friendship and learning stuff. You want to teach me about your culture and we'll call it good? Is that supposed to be a mushroom joke? Holy shit, that's so good. I wish I was, I wish I was, I was, I caught that. I did not catch that, but yeah, yeah, we'll call it a mushroom joke. I love mushroom jokes. Okay, so you're a real fun guy is what I'm getting at, huh? Yeah, but with you up here, there's not mushroom. And his hands gesture all around to like the small space you guys are in. <laughs> okay well hey could we just uh you can you can ride on my shoulder that seems like a, a good change of pace for once yeah that sounds nice i'll try not to get my tentacles on you oh, that's okay i might be into it i don't know it's a new kink maybe unlocked you know i'm i'm here i'm here to learn dude yeah those are all words all right all right well jace my name is sam burger you can call me sam burger <laughs> um and and what what's the job what do we gotta do here we just kind of look at things. 
really that's all there is to it. Okay, I can do that. I can look around. He says, believe it or not, I have a photographic memory. I don't, my, my anxiety doesn't let me forget anything. <laughs> Kindred spirit there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, my superpower is I can replay whole conversations where I was just a little bit too awkward. <laughs> and then you feel real bad about it like years later and you're like, why did I say that? And then you look kind of like just have horrible, cringy thoughts of your past self, right? Especially you from like when you're like 17 to 21, you're like, God damn, why was I like that? I think I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, little little Jace Burger, we're gonna we're gonna get through this together, okay? I would like that quite a lot. Can I take a look out and see what I see? Yeah, yeah, just ocean as far as the eye can see. Now, as far as why this area is called, I the yell Sea icebergs. <laughs> You'd see the uh, the crew like like below, maybe thirty feet down, like start to panic for a split second. And then they all just pause for a sec and scratch their heads and they just keep milling about. <laughs> that was a joke. I was just joshing you guys. I was Jason, you guys. <laughs> you get it, Jace, Jace Burger. You get it. Jace Burger? That's you. You're my new adopted best, best, best buddy. Little best I've buddy. Never, I've never had a last name before. Yeah, you're part of the Burger Clan now. You have to, uh, you have to come back to my cave and worship the dragon with me. Her name is Sharkoozery. You okay with that? That sounds awesome. All right. Well, well, it seems like uh, I feel like we're hogging a lot of time here, so I'm gonna let the the DM take it away from here. Is what's the DM? Oh, it's uh, it's the Daddy Master. He's the master of all daddies. Is is he God? No, no, don't don't inflate his ego that much. No, he's not God. He's uh, like a demigod, you know, like a like like a Hercules or or a, an Oedipus. So he's a he's a <laughs> motherfucker. Yep, that guy's a motherfucker for sure. <laughs> I heard he just wrote a book and it was really cool. We're gonna get to that in the plugs. We're gonna do plugs real soon, and we're gonna let him talk about his book a lot. I promise. He's like, okay, <laughs> and he just kind of nods and stays on your shoulder. You get this little tingly feeling on your shoulder, kind of like if someone's like trying to tickle you. Is what it feels like while he's up there. It's like a hundred little maggot-sized tentacles, just like splooshing on your shoulder there. I grew up in a cave. I'm probably into it, dude. Like maggots don't freak me out. I'm a kobold. Totally. And say heading back to half pint. So Kent, uh, so Kent comes back down to you and he's like, sir, I talked to the captain. He said that when we are done cleaning the floors, we clean them again. Well, that that just seems that just seems anti-productive, like counterproductive. That doesn't make any sense. Like, and like the deck's probably like half clean by now just by prestidigitation. Well, that's just, that's just silly. Uh, well, hmm. Let me talk to the, the, the head honcho pris, uh, prison guard around here. I want to look for like the guy that looks like he's in charge of this area when the captain's not around. Totally. That'd be Grendon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, so you see hey, Grendon, hey, you he just like shot put a half pint up there and he yeah. turns towards you. Co just like smiles, yeah. missing every other tooth. Yeah. Hey, you big uh, cobalt tossing fella. How you doing? He's like, why? Oh, I was just wondering how your day's going. Are you sentenced too? Sure. Can you? Am I, am I sentenced? I, I am not sure what you mean by that. But anyway, hi there. How you doing? My name's Half Pint. 
Go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay. That's a nine. Nine. Um, even with a nine, you'd be able to notice him the whole time you're speaking to him. He's just like hyper fixated on your mouth. I'm going to like put my hand over my mouth. You doing okay there, buddy? He like jumps a little bit and he's like, Rrr. okay, never mind. We'll, we'll go ahead and go to the next scene. He's like, but how do you do how how do you do that? How do I talk? How do you talk so fast? You talk really fast, mister. Oh, here. I'm very sorry. I did not mean to freak you out. He's like, no, but but how how uh, and he's like, gosh dang it. He just gets he kinda hangs his head for a sec. He's like how how do you talk so fast? I don't know. I was born this way. Says you mean someone didn't come along and break your jaw before you became a sailor? Oh, is that your issue? You got a broken jaw? I mean, a little bit. It hurts when no. I talk, so it I probably talk didn't real set slow. right. Ah, so here's here's the issue. In order to can I roll medicine to see if I would know how to fix this jaw? Totally. Yeah. That's a 15. 15. Yeah. It would just basically like, it's kind of unhinged on the one side. If you were to like punch him just right in the jaw, then it would crack it right into place. All right. So here's the problem. Uh, I didn't catch your name. What's your name, buddy? Grendon. Okay. Well, you so here's can call the me Grendon. Okay. I'll call you Grendon then, Grendon. Here's the problem. In order to fix your jaw, you're going to have to break it a little more. I can't help you with that because I don't want a broken jaw. He's like, here, I have an idea. And he like looks around and he finds like a rusty pipe. And he's like, you hit me in the face with this and I'll give you. Uh, um, and he's like trying to count on his fingers. And he's like, I'll give you this many cabbages. That is a mighty swell offer there, Grendon. But oh, I got an idea. Hey, Kent. Kent, they come here. Come here. Yeah, Kent comes over. He's like, hello, how could I Kent, be of help? I need you to take this rusty pipe and smack this guy in the fucking face. <laughs> Hard like, as you can. Are you sure? That does not seem like a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay, because I can fix you both. It's all, it's all good. Are you if sure? If you get hurt or he gets hurt. Yeah, he, we're, we're, we're trying to make it so he can talk a little better, you see? This uh, is it's right up there with bad ideas. Uh, like uh, how you say... The judge called it uh, insider trading. Oh, is that what you got arrested for? Well, that's fun. Um, well, yeah, no, see, this is a great idea. If you don't believe me, I'm I'm more than happy to persuade you. He's like, well, I believe you can be very persuasive. I tell you what, I take this wrench or the pipe or whatever you call it, and I crack him in the face, and then you, uh, is the offer still good for the cabbages? And Grendon just like nods his big dumb head. He's like, you have two cabbages. And so Grant, so the, uh, you know, Kent is like, well, sure. And he uh, kind of lines it up and just da -na 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 -na, <laughs> smacks him right in the face, um, knocks out a couple of teeth. And um, you'd see essentially Grendon's jaw pops back into place properly. And then Kent's jaw pops out of place. And he's like, Aah! <laughs> this hits half quite a bit. Oh, half friend's gonna oh, immediately geez. start screaming like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! We got someone attacking guards over here! Riot!" 
<laughs> All the sailors just like stop and they look at the situation and they just start laughing at Kent. They're like, look at that stupid prisoner over here attacking Grendon. He's like a big, I mean, we call him Frendon for a reason, you know what I mean? Why would anyone ever attack that guy? He carries the whip <laughs> for show. He's never even used it. All right. Well, Kent, you did you did a mighty fine job. It doesn't sound like anyone else is going to join in on your riot. So you can have your cabbages in here. Let me fix your jaw for you. And I cast uh, that healing word on Thanks. him. Yeah, that'd be enough to like pop it back into place. And he's like, oh. I tell you what, how about you go mop the one side and I'll mop the other side. I do not like your ideas, Mr. Uh, Pint. Well, I never claimed that they were good ideas. Just ideas. <laughs> Grendon is like, yeah, yeah. Nothing but bad ideas. And he just smiles. And, uh, you know, kind of like rubs his, his jaws a little sore. But for the first time in ages, it feels back to normal. So, meanwhile, below decks, we have, uh, I want to say Daphne, but I'm like, no, no, uh, Issa. We have Issa over here. Um, you'd see, essentially, as you make your way back into the kitchen, there is a uh, a chef. He's in, like, a full chef robe. He's got the poofy hat, but it's got, like, sweat stains on it. Um, you'd see an Eric Okra, dressed in, like, the tunic, etched, you know, burned into his feathers, like, with a branding iron. He's got the anchor tattoo. And uh, he's got this big swirling vat of boiling stew that he's just like rolling around with a ladle. Oh my God. Des. Why? Seriously? I'm stuck with a freaking bird? And he's like, who are y'all calling bird? You look like a bird. Well, I am a bird, but you all don't gotta be. Uh, he says, well, I'm stuck with some kind of horned person. Well, shit. <laughs> what what in the nine hells is this shit that you're making it smells like he ass says, he says well that's dinner of course oh my god oh my god seriously this, this is not no we're not doing this they're trying to follow the uh cookbook but it's written in some weird feathery language fun not intended it just looks real yeah. fancy I think I think that's just italics, dude. Italics? What are you, some kind of scientist? Yeah, yeah, I'm a scientist. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm a surgeon. I'm uh, really good with a scalpel. Yeah. <clears throat> really? Yeah, sure, today. Yeah, sounds good. Say, uh, you'd be able to see, actually, so the cookbook is written in Infernal. Perfect. Yeah, okay. Um, how about I just take over, all right, so that no one dies of food poisoning today, today. It's like, food poisoning? I don't know nothing about that. And you see him start to sweat a little bit. Go ahead and roll an insight check. Oh, let's see. Oh, the first roll of season four. How's, how good's it going to be? Um, a 13. 13. You can tell he definitely has some baggage when it comes to food poisoning. Oh, man. Are you are you trying to get everybody sick on purpose? Like, for real? Not, not on purpose. Look, it wasn't even uh. my fault. 
All I did oh. was try to follow a crappy recipe, and then all of a sudden I'm accused of ruining the Lord's nephew's birthday. It's not my fault he's six. What kind of immune systems does a six-year-old have? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I had a lot of uh, uh, patience when I first got here, uh, but that box is now empty. So listen, here's the thing. We're going to, I'm just going to take over, right? You're going to throw this out because I don't trust it. And um, I don't, I don't know about this uh, following recipes though. Can I, I want to look around and see what actual food there is to, you know, mess with in here. Absolutely. A lot of fish, a uh, lot of fish, <laughs> some spices, a lot of salt. Um, there'd be uh there's a cabinet where like, the um the door just kind of like rustles every maybe couple of minutes like i'm gonna open that door (laughs) all right as you open it uh you see what looks like a box of noodles just kind of chilling there um the the aarakocra just like starts freaking out and like grabs a like a rusty butcher knife and like basically holds the box of noodles at that knife point and he's like don't let it out don't let it out i saw it swallow the last cook (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> actually not going to touch that right now. Okay. So there's no meat unless we get rid of that, whatever that is. That might well, be yeah. We We got like, you know, some fish. Is fish meat? Not Fish is fish, man. God. <laughs> You're one like of the meat, pescatarians. You know? Like, no. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I'm looking for actual meat, you know, like like cow meat, pig meat, you know, sandwich, sandwich meat. You know, it's all pig meat. We gotta make a hoagie. You got bread? You got some bread? You got oil? Come on, man. We can make this happen. We got oil. Yeah. Yeah, we got oil. Granted, it's been through the ringer a couple times. (laughs) The kind you can eat. I sorry, I forgot. Yeah, there's probably a uh you know I don't know, you got cannons on this ship? We got to grease. Do they grease up cannons? You know, I don't really know. He, uh, he says, well, uh, he kind of looks out and there's like a couple of rusty cannons, you know, <laughs> slightly rusted. And he's like, I don't know how often they use them, but we got them. Ah, good to know. Uh, um, yeah. All right. So fish it is then. Fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to try this recipe. <laughs> Do you want me to? Do you want me to roll to see how well that goes? <laughs> yeah, go roll a survival check. We'll see how it goes. Oh, survival! I thought maybe it was going to be performance as a chef. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, actually, we could rule it either way: performance or survival. You know, I feel like you can oh, make the wow. argument either way. I uh, <laughs> wow, thirteen is my lucky number today. Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen. All right. So you start making it, and uh, essentially, maybe ten minutes in, the cabinet like rumbles again. And you see just this look of dread and shock fall over the Aarakocra. And he's like, don't let it ever be said that Squawk is a coward. But that thing frightens me to no end. So uh, is there any, is there anything to kill with in this room? <laughs> uh, a couple of knives. knives? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Knives. There's like a, like a rolling pin. It's pretty hefty. Um, you can smack some with a soup ladle. A bag of potatoes. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, buddy, uh, if we go in together, you want to try to kill this thing and just get rid of it for once and for all. We might be able to eat it. I, I, like the fi- I like the sound of that. Killing it. It might even taste good. Suppose it tastes like chicken. 
maybe, right? So we got we got the the fish stew going, right? So that's a good thing. That's done already. So let's maybe we should just move on to the, you know, the getting rid of the thing that scares you the most, right? It's, oh yeah, it's terrifying. Uh okay, knife available. Heck yeah. All right. Yep. Pick up a knife. So we'll count it as like a dagger for stats wise. Okay. Heck yeah. Um, so as you guys go to open the cabinet mm-hmm. again, you see that the box of noodles is gone. In its place is a jar of pickles. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can't stab a jar of pickles. Um, you know what? I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to try to throw it on the floor and see what happens. All right. So you go to pick it up. It feels almost kind of greasy on the outside. Like there's some perspiration on it. Then chuck it on the floor and it splats into a big pile of purple goop. Kind of Grimace Shake-esque. <laughs> and then before you can reach down and stab it, it just like slides away like like alien, like, you know, like, like straight out, like underneath, um, you know, like a, like a cabinet or a drawer. Go ahead and roll a nature check. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. The lighting here is pretty bad. Um, that's a one. <laughs> one. Yeah. Ooh. No idea what the hell this thing is, but and that, you that get the feeling right. it can shape change. It feels right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You sure okay. it was the lighting or or just like you just I don't want to make an age joke, but <laughs> Well, it's a little of both. I'm like, is that a one or a four? No, it's definitely <laughs> one. Okay, shit. All right. Well, that's a good that's a good role for that. Okay. Um <clears throat> Yeah, you know what? Uh I feel like we shouldn't talk about what just happened. Let's just let's just let that go. You know? Like that's that might be a, a you and me secret. Right? Uh, whatever. What, what's your name? He's like, my name is Squawk. That's what they call me, at least. My actual name is, un- you know, I- indescribable beak noises. Yep. Indescribable <laughs> beak noises. Uh, so you're 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 like a IBN, okay? Uh, Ibn. Yeah, that's great. That's your new name, Ibn. All right, so uh. I like that. All right, Ibn. Yeah, I think we should just. I'm pretty sure. eh, We should just keep our mouth shut about that, right? Just, just kind of, just keep cooking. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That might, that might be a surprise tool that we use later. (laughs) Is what that is called. Yeah. (laughs) It's like they used to say back in the nest: three people can keep a secret if two are dead. Well, I promise I'm not going to kill you. Well, fabulous. I'll try my hardest not to. Uh, so as you guys, you know, both armed are kind of like like in this moment of like, yeah, we're just going to we're just going to see what happens with this one. Um, meanwhile, we have Gyro. Um, am I pronouncing that right? Also, before we get to like halfway through the season, I've been screwing up. Pronunciation. Yeah, Gyro. Gyro. OK, is right. I just wanted to make 100 percent sure. Um, I officiated a wedding a couple years ago and I was really nervous up like in front and I accidentally mispronounced the groom's name when it was, you know, when I was announcing them like Mr. and Mrs. 
I was like, fuck, everyone saw that. Literally. <laughs> was there an Just easy name it? too, where it's like, oh, it's Sean, but it's pronounced Sheen. It was one of those where it looks like it could kind of go either way, like name wise, you know, mm. like there's like the easy pronunciation and then the actual pronunciation. And I went with the easy pronunciation and they were like, oh, actually it's, and I've known these people for like five years too. So it was just super, I tried to play That's it embarrassing. off. Afterwards, I was like, hey, sorry about that, Jason. And he's like, don't worry about it. it happens all the time. I'm like all the time to people that have known you for like five years. And he's like, no, but it's fine. <laughs> um. But yeah, you gotta so, do it so, to my wedding now too. Hell yeah, Mister and Mrs. Va, like voo voo. <laughs> you know what they say: consistency is key. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so Joey, they uh, as you make your way up, you'd see what looks like a Triton, um, like a fish person. I, I guess more of a mermaid person, but not like like a like a humanoid mermaid. They're covered in blue scales. They have two arms, two legs, a head. They have gills on their neck. And um, essentially, this guy's also wearing like the the tunic. You know, he's got like an anchor on his arm, the, the tattoo showing he's a prisoner. And um, essentially, as the ship goes, they just kind of drag the fish nets along and try to get as many fish as they can, kind of keep their food supply stocked up. Um, so the uh, the guy looks at you and he says, a little bit of hell, please. Uh, so on his way, as he was being escorted up to the, the fish man. Uh, he gyro pokes one of the, the, the sailors. Excellent. Yeah. The, see, see, as you poke him, you'd feel like a poke in your back as well. And the sailor's like, Hey, green man, what are you doing? Trying to cause any beef? Uh, no, not really. It's just, you know, just say hello. And then he can, conti- and then he, uh, he, he gives, uh, another one, a bit of a push. Is that you'd as you push him, you feel yourself being like pushed forward as well by like this invisible hand. And he's like, Hey, what was that goodbye? No, I was just you, you work out. I just want to let you know you look good. And he walks away. What was that out? <laughs> he's like, Thank you. I was trying I, to I, see if there was a, I was trying to see if there was maybe a loophole around this where oh, I could cause I some see. damage without causing damage. But if literally <laughs> any touch, then that kind of that rules it out a little bit. Yeah, that sailor that you push, he would follow you up to the top deck and just be like, yeah, thanks for noticing. I mean, you put all the work in and you sweat and your tears and your blood, mostly blood, and, you know, try to make some lifestyle changes. It wasn't an invitation for you to follow me! And he just totally ignores it as he's like just jibber-jabbering your ear off, totally clueless to like the, just like, yeah, workout, yeah, protein, yeah, fish, yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of fish, <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the Triton looks over at you and he says, "Excuse me, I am not a fish. Otherwise, living here would be cannibalism, and I am not about that lie." Then what are you? I am a Triton. You look like a fish. <sighs> I get that a lot. To be fair, I get that a lot. You have gills to start off with. Yes, allows me to uh, breathe underwater. Yes. I I suppose I am fish-like, but I am not a fish, technically speaking. Do you have lungs? I have lungs, yes. I I assume I uh, do not have x-ray vision, but I breathe with my mouth, yes. Anyways, what are we doing here? Yes, uh, basically, we uh, 
We grab the net, we drag it along. Every so often when it gets very heavy, then we pull it up onto the deck and we categorize the fishies. Huh. Is there somebody else that isn't a fish that is a, a prisoner with us? Uh, Pretty much it'd be you two and then that guard that's just like in the background still jibber jabbering. He's like, yeah, progressive overload. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we still doing here? Don't you have something to be doing right now? He just kind of shrugs. He's like, well, I mean, well, kind of. <laughs> Jaro just does the hand gesture of, like, go away. <laughs> he, he's, go ahead and roll an insight on him. Oh, boy. Uh, that is a 14. 14? Yeah, you see him just kind of get kind of crestfallen. He's like, oh, oh, uh, I mean, all right. I suppose. And he just kind of his shoulders slump and he just kind of like, like, I guess I'll go back to work then. And he like goes over and starts screwing with the mast, like the rigging and stuff, you know, um, Cargill, uh, the, the, the Triton, he, um, just kind of lets out a sigh of relief and he's like, thank goodness he is gone. I do not trust these sailors. I want to kill one of them. <laughs> I do not think that would be wise. You see, they kind of uh, run the ship around here. I tried to bite one once uh, a couple days ago. And, uh, well, he goes and shows you, like, there's like a bite mark on his arm, still kind of healing and stuff. He's like, yes, it was uh, quite painful. Uh, well, I'm sure there's a loophole somewhere. I'll figure it out. In the meantime, have he you, goes and sticks his Have you tried using out. another prisoner? Like throwing a prisoner at them? Nods his head. To be fair, I have not. Gotta hit a motherfucker with a motherfucker. All right. There you go. <laughs> knock him on the front of the knock him off the front of the ship. The ship runs them over. We take no damage because we didn't do damage to him. Yeah, to be fair, I mean I have not tried that. He says, I will keep this in mind. I am a how you say a little bit unhinged. Or at least that's what the voices tell me. Okay, I, 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 I rock with that. He says, so you are uh, obviously a prisoner, yes. What did you do to uh, get here? What, uh, what's your Jaywalking. Deal? I do not understand. Is Jaywalking? Like swimming with the wrong school? Uh, no, it's, you cross the street the wrong way. That's just a story, long story short. Do you, do you like, do you walk on your hands? Like, is it no, the right, method? This is not going really much anywhere. I did actually get arrested for jaywalking. I killed a lot of people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I see. Uh, well, my name is Cargelto, and uh, in a manner of speaking, we are guilty of the same crime, except without the jaywalking part. <laughs> I wasn't jaywalking. I was just well. Actually, it was. That's how they caught me. But <laughs> it was mostly because I killed a lot of people. Some deserved it. Some did it. But you know what? In this line of work, what's the difference? <laughs> this line of work. What are you? Some kind of bounty hunter or something? No, I just, just stay out of my fucking way. <laughs> I just like killing people. That's my job. <laughs> Uh, the he world says, I needs the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the torch. 
I am the one who will light the way. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I see. Uh, Well, I I mean, I I respect it. Yes. Uh, You see, I was was actually. You really don't have a choice in the matter. (laughs) (laughs) I see so this uh, cleansing by fire is going to happen whether we like it or not Uh, yeah well smoke if you got them (laughs) 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 yeah 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 another idea here's another idea you follow me if we're able to find a way to get them caught in the fish nets and then throw them all overboard in the fishnets. You think that'll work? <laughs> well, just drown I, people. Yeah, sure. I would yeah. just be uh, <laughs> say at that he uh, a light bulb goes off in his head, and he says, "So let's say hypothetically that I was to drown somebody, and then they would get drowned, but I can breathe water." You can't drown. That's my man. He goes and like vigorously shakes your hand. He says, uh, Mr. Gyro, I think we are in business. Gyro, but all right. No, I think we are onto something there. I have a captain's face to peel off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well, let's, uh, at some point you gotta make sure your character is like likable enough for you can get away with the like just peeling faces off. The, like, the God voice, damn. the voice solves it all. It's I guess it in but that it's... voice, it's just no one can dislike him. <laughs> you know, Ted Bundy, he had a funny little voice. He was able to kill all those people. No big deal. <laughs> Instead of Bill Nye the Science Guy, we got Jeffrey Dahmer the People Nomer. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, he uh, he says, well, let us keep this to ourselves. We will start small. You see, the uh, the people I killed, it, it was, uh, how you say uh, in the common tongue, uh, mutiny. I was on the ship outside the Saltborn, a Golden Empire frigate, and uh, led a mutiny and, uh, you know, lost. Clearly. He says, I feel fortune, the, the winds of fortune changing, though, my friend. And he looks around, and he, uh, he says, I think we're onto something. Can you get me access to, like, a whole bunch of water? We're on a boat, so we're not short on that. Says, oh, yes, of course, yes, that makes sense. Look around, my friend. <laughs> He's like, yes. Uh, what was... He, uh, he says, and what kind of beef do you have with the captain? You've mentioned killing him a couple of times. I mean, he's kind of a joke. Uh, he like, has me on the ship? Oh, I suppose that makes sense. Yes. Mutiny part two, electric boogaloo. Sure, yeah, we'll go with that. Now, do you, uh, on the topic of water, do you make it a bucket? Yes, we will find a okay. bucketist of buckets. I'll go get a bucket. Yeah, so All right, uh, he's going to go track down a bucket. Hell yeah. Uh, below decks would be kind of where the empty barrels and buckets are at. You'd be able to find like a medium sized barrel, maybe three feet tall. Um, as you make your way down the steps, uh, you would see something like skittering in the darkness. Looks like a little purple slime, like <laughs> like skittering along in the darkness. What the fuck? I will investigate. All right, go and roll investigation. 
That is an 11. 11. So you're not quite sure what this thing is, but it's definitely unnatural. You would guess some kind of an ooze of sorts. Ugh. Um, did I see where it went? Uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of there one minute and gone the next, lost in the darkness of the below decks. All right, well, he's going to make his way, he's going to drag the bucket back up there and head towards the fish man. Okie doke. Um, as you make way, I believe what I saw. <laughs> as you make your way up the stairs, dragging the bucket along like on each step, um, you'd see Grendon standing there, kind of, he's got his arms folded. He's standing right at the top of the stairs, blocking your path. And he's like, hey, are you allowed to take that bucket? Uh, yeah, we need it to be able to do our job. So, Did you fill out the right request form for the buckets? I'm not even allowed to have a pen. What makes you think I can write down the request form? He says, oh, yeah. Um, He reaches in his pockets. He pulls out like a quill and he's like, here. (laughs) <laughs> why do I need it? Why do I need this when I already have the bucket? Because we gotta like. And he like reaches in his other pocket and he pulls out like a scrap of paper that's got like the ship rules on it. There's nothing on there that says you'd have to check out a bucket. By the way, he's just like, oh, um, uh, so you can't read. What are you talking about? Step he's aside. Like, he's like, I can read. This oh, right yeah. here, there's like at least five words on this thing. And he holds up the paper and it's like filled top to bottom. Okay, so you can't read an orc cow. He's like, hey, are you the guy that was planning on killing the captain? I was overhearing when he took your blindfolds off. Well, no, never, never. How? Oh, excuse me, step aside, I have a job to do. <laughs> here, go ahead and roll persuasion for him to get out of the way. Uh, 11. 11. He, uh, he's kind of gives you like the side eye and he's like, I got my eyes on you, green dragon man. Yeah, okay. And he just start. he just kind of walks by and dra- uh, dragging the, the bucket. Good deal. Yeah. So you make it back over to, uh, Cargelto is the name of the, the Triton. And, um, he hauls up the net, throws over a whole bunch of fish and there's kind of like flopping on the top deck. And uh, essentially, at this point, across the deck, Kent and Half Pint. Kent looks over and he's like, oh, I suppose that's another spot we'll have to clean now, son of a bitch. Just when you get the whole thing spick and span, that's when uh, they go and toss a bunch of fish on. Oh, Kent, quit complaining. There's nothing wrong with a hard day's work. Press the digitate, press the digitate, press the digitate. <laughs> Such hard work. He's like, easy for you to say. I don't have any kind of magic. I'm just like a dude. You're literally just rubbing a mop back and forth across some wooden planks. Calm down. He's like, oh, you sound like my dad. Hey, welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here at The Plug Season 4, Campaign 2. How are we all doing, guys? Good. Doing Good. great. Excellent. Anytime I get to make silly voices, I'm sitting happy. Anytime I hear day. Joey make silly voices, I'm sitting happy. <laughs> Agreed. So, hey, uh, if you're a brand new listener, we are Lost Legends, Tales of Thern. Uh, this is a prequel season to our past three seasons, as Ben said in the uh, the intro there. So, hey, if you love this and you want to get a little bit of a peek of what's in the future, go back and listen to those past seasons. Uh, if you were with us since day one, hell yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so, we have a few plugs. So, really quick, Ben... 
our wonderful DM is officially a published author now. Good, good. Heck yeah. It's been a project I've been working on for a couple of years, pretty much ever since the shutdown. Um, one of my friends at the school, the gifted and talented teacher at that time, got me turned on to NaNoWriMo. Um, and I really like, so I don't have the attention span to write like a full actual book. So I've been, I'm really getting into like short stories, you know, and, uh, and yeah, the last two, three years, I've been working on a collection of short stories just came out in October 15th, uh, on Amazon through Kindle direct publishing. So it's called the captain's game and other tales of the strange and supernatural. It is 13 stories, uh, 13, you know, stories, not necessarily all horror stories. Cause some of them are kind of feel good. Took a lot of, um, inspiration from the twilight zone where, you know, some of them are meant to freak you out and some of them are like a feel good ghost story. Um, yeah. If you don't mind, do you mind if I read a little section of the back real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it, bud. Okay, cool. So on the back it says a grief stricken father has a chance encounter while taking one last voyage in the family sailboat, a con man masquerading as a Catholic priest attempts to infiltrate a small religious town in the Appalachians. A young girl makes a mysterious new friend in the attic as her family moves into a new house. Um, those are kind of three pre like previews for three of the stories, uh, on the back of the, uh, on the back of the book there. Yeah. Um, it's available paperback or Kindle direct, uh, Kindle, you know, online, uh, online is four ninety nine. paperback is twelve ninety nine. basically a dollar a story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super jazzed to, have, and, uh, kind of, you know, been able to finish it and get it published and stuff. Shout out to Michelle Willett, who's the librarian at the school that I teach at, um, who was my editor and kind of helped me with the grammar and story structure and stuff. And then shout out also to Christine Bogus, who's the uh, art teacher at school I work at, who I hired to do the cover art and then some pieces throughout. Awesome. And that's available on Amazon, right? Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Totally. All right. And hit that name one more time. Name of the book. Yep. It is uh, the captain's game and other tales of the strange and supernatural. So if someone want to look for it, just search that at Amazon. I'll put a link in the description also of the episode, but yeah. Awesome. Good job, Ben. Very proud of you. Thank you. Been a been a long time coming. We've been like hinting at it since like season two, I believe, of like we first mentioned you like writing a book, and here we are. Hell yeah! It's a uh, really awesome to like kind of stick to something and go all the way through to it, and it's just like really cool to have it in your hands. So that's really cool, Ben. Thank you. It's been a huge labor of love, you know. Absolutely, uh, Kiki. Uh, Kiki here plays Isa. Kiki also is a member of our podcast, and she also has another podcast of her own. Kiki, will you tell us about Mission Spooky? Mission Spooky, based in Pennsylvania. We talk about history of mostly uh, Pennsylvania and New England area. Well, we we will go into Ohio and West Virginia occasionally. And uh, we're finishing up, as of now, season four for us, and we'll take a little hiatus. We'll come back in February for season five. But we're ending on a pretty high note. We've got uh, an episode with Mark Nesbitt, historian for Gettysburg, who was also a paranormal investigator and was previously a park ranger as well. That's coming out. Well, that, actually, that'll probably be out before this. And then uh, we've got a, a great Cord versus Cryptid RPG episode that Ben uh, came up with a really cool idea, a little bit different than the cryptids that Cord usually takes on. And that's going to come out in December. So after this, maybe. And we have Michelle Bollinger back on again. And uh, she actually just wrote another book. And that's more of a fantasy choose your own adventure book. So we'll be talking to her uh, soon, too. And then I have my art actually uh, in our store. And I'm officially a 
an artiste again. I had two shows. Um, I'm in Pennsylvania, so my shows were down here um, outside of Philly, and I sold two pieces, and one went to Brooklyn, so I was very excited. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. So, like, a little art show that you, like, put your art in and, like, showed it and shit? Uh, it was in a gallery. So, I've been that's there really twice. Cool. Yeah. October uh, was for the speed season one. That piece went to uh, Brooklyn, and then some of my smaller... I, I do really small works, like little magnets, basically. Um like two by two magnets. So those, that set just sold this weekend actually. And that one went to Allentown. So nice. You got any future dates, other galleries you want to drop? Not, not yet. Um, yeah, okay. that show is over. So you can't, I mean, you can't purchase from them currently cause that's our, and that's that piece sold. But, uh, so they're not going to have any more shows until like the spring. And my stuff is just going to be going up on our uh, Mission Spooky website for the next few months. So no, no, no more galleries or art shows coming up. Okay, but Mission Spooky website to uh, see your other art that you is available for purchase. Yes, it's just it's yeah, it's just missionspooky.com and I'll have we have a fourth wall site for our, our t shirts, and luckily I can also sell my art directly from there too. So works out good. Awesome. Well, uh. Great. We have another great podcaster. You also have another great podcaster here on the show, me. Um, I do a Godzilla podcast with my buddy Chuck, uh, where we talk about certain kaijus every episode and like in the Godzilla universe and break them down with the facts and stats. That show is called Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. Um, having Joey and Alec on, uh, probably either out around the same time of this episode or a little bit before. Uh, so you can check those out. Joey and I talked about Transformers and Alec and I talked about a certain Megazord from, uh, Power Rangers. Yeah. That, from that one show. That yeah. He likes. Power Rangers. Well, we haven't recorded it yet, but it'll be Not out yet. around this time. So, but we will. Yeah. That one it's will going have, to happen. Yes. Promise it will. Um, so just to kind of help drum up the excitement for season four. Uh, also, I'm a dice maker. If you want to check out my dice, you can head up mingobroresin.com. Uh, you can buy some dice that I make. I make like some anime inspired dice. I've made ones based off like Deku and uh, All Might. And then I also make like my own uh, original pieces that are like, because I really like purple and pink. So I usually make a lot of purple and pink. Uh, so you can check that out. You can also check out my TikTok where I make the dice at mingobroresin on TikTok. Uh, yeah. Also stuff for this show. You can follow, uh, our personal Instagram or join our discord, uh, at lost legends, TOT for the Instagram and then also Facebook, but I don't really update the Facebook cause Facebook's kind of meh. Uh, and then, uh, you're on the discord. Also, we have a Patreon. It's, uh, patreon.com slash lost sleep. You can support there. Uh, yeah, just it's, it's been great. Uh, all those patrons who've been supporting us since day one, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I know I'm a little behind on updating episodes. I've been just dealing with like, a lot of like personal burnout and stuff because I went pretty hard for the end of season three to like do a bunch of like podcasting and stuff and content creation on my own. But I'm, I'm starting to level back out, so hopefully we get that train on going again. Um, well, I got you here, Alec. Joey, you guys got anything new to plug? I'm pretty boring outside of this, so I don't have anything really to plug in. Same. I exist. I'm a real okay. person. All think right, of well, me. <laughs> Uh, think think of Alec when you go to the bathroom this afternoon, okay? Yes. There we go. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every time you reach for a Kleenex. Every time you reach for toilet paper. Any kind of paper product. Think of me. Anytime you see a bald man down the street. Like, is that Alec? There you go. Is that Alec? <laughs> What's that gleam? Mr. Clean or Alec? Which one? Or it could be Logan. I don't know. But... <laughs> 
One last plug, I forgot to mention this while we recorded, so this is me editing, putting this in now. I want to thank Eichlers for doing our theme song for this season. Uh, he is an amazing hyper-ska superstar, one of my favorite artists of all time, and he agreed to do the theme song for our opener of season four. So please check out all their great stuff. They have a lot of singles and an album out called My Checkered Future. Uh, hyper-ska is like, it's hyper-pop and ska music put together, and it's amazing. And the intro music is just a taste of that. So you could check them out. Uh, the the band name is again Eichlers, E-I-C-H-L-E-R-S. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Well, with that, guys, we're going to let you get back to the episode. Until next time, stay sexy. Hey, real quick, something to consider, too, for the God speaking of Kaiju and stuff. So there is a fifth edition variant called like Everyday Heroes or Ordinary Heroes or something like that. And so it's basically a fifth edition plus a little extra. And they just had a source book that was Pacific Rim. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it at Games Plus One and I was like kind of thumbing through it. And I was like, this looks really familiar. But like there's kind of like certain specific rules that go with like their version of it, like their take on 5e. But but yeah, I mean, it'd be something cool to, you know. I don't know, look at possibly include or something, you know, like like. Yeah. Yeah. It's Something kind of about. Fun to do like a crossover episode, yeah. Hell yeah. Do a little one or something. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so uh back back into the game. So uh this is kind of the point where all stories converge, pretty much. Um so the uh Arakakra squawk uh would want to lead Isa, you know, essentially up to like the top deck. You guys saw it like run out and stuff, and Squawk is real nervous. He's like just trying to, you know, at this point, he doesn't know anyone else knows about the purple splotch, but he's like, we should kind of see what, or uh, we should kind of see, you know, kind of kind of try to keep tabs on it. Um, and say half pint, um, as you go to, you know, press to digitate the fish slime, uh, you'd see this purple goop splorch its way up on the top deck. Um, the screams would draw the attention of Jace and Sam Berger kind of looking over from the crow's nest jace is like oh man look at that what the hell is that oh man we're up here and they're down there they're in danger maybe they should all come up here do you think they'd all fit probably not but we'll you know the 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 road to hell is paved with good intentions so we could try it's like i I suppose you speak the truth yeah yeah dude Hey, hey, guys, get on up here if you want to live and not die by that horrible thing. Heck yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what the hell that thing is. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, Gyro, you'd see this purple splotch. Come with me if you right want to, to live. <laughs> what? Come with me if you want to live. Come on up here, dude. Come with me. You want to live? Come with me. Hey. G- Gyro turns to, to uh, the fish man. Uh, fish man, did you hear what he said? Cargelto is like, uh, no, what what is happening? And he looks over at the uh, the purple splotch, and it kind of like it goes like right up and almost bumps right off of his scales, and you see like two looks like two little eye stalks coming out of the purple the purple goop. They kind of start to look around, and then it immediately like jumps up in the air, attaches to his chest, and just starts to disintegrate him. Um, kind of like adding, oh, yeah, adding his mass to its mass, you know, it starts to kind of spread out and do the same to fish until it takes up about a 10 foot by 10 foot square. This thing like getting larger. Um, at this point, let's have everybody roll a nature check. What the hell is that thing? 
<laughs> it's your mom. 18. 18. <laughs> it's your mom. I got a 23. <laughs> I got a 20. And I got an 18. Hell yeah. So, uh, four successes. You guys at all, you know, kind of that light bulb moment. You guys at all identify this as a mimic. Oh, dudes, it's a it's a mimic. <laughs> it definitely is your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 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 pretty cute. Should we kill it or keep it? Say, so, uh, Captain um, Captain Derry leans over the railing as the crew starts to like freak out. Like they just saw it eat a guy and like a whole bunch of fish, kind of like assimilating it into its like little hive mind, or so, so to speak. Yeah, the captain leans over. He takes a. Um, He's got a, like a satchel of holding slung around his shoulder, takes it off and tosses it out on the deck there. And um, rolling out of the bag, half pint, you would see your bottle. And the cap- Captain Derry says, all right, lads, new game plan. I tell you what, uh, we treat you like we treat you like brothers. We give you all your crap back early. You kill that fucking thing. Just a tattoo and we'll do it. Sounds sounds like a plan. Half pint runs over and picks up the bottle and just goes in swinging. Totally. Yeah. He, uh, he looks over at Gyro and says, I don't have the power to do that, unfortunately. I'm not a wizard or anything. I just run the ship. He says, good luck. Don't die. Uh, let's have everybody roll initiative. Uh, 11 for Gyro. All right. Eight for Samberger. 13 again. Huh. I also Weird. got an 11. All right. So who's got the higher initiative bonus? I have a plus one. I have a plus three. All right. So Gyro beats the tie, goes before half pint. Uh, the Mimic got a 12. So go Issa, Mimic, Gyro, half pint, Sandburger. All right. So uh, Issa, you're up first. Is this thing Where's like a damn stuff? Yeah. So you'd be able to reach your hand inside, grab all your stuff, all your gear, your cargo. Um, all of it's in there basically for the party. Great sword. Yes. Yes. Cast off armor. Cast. Say it again. Cast off armor available. Yeah. Oh wait. Uh, the first thing I'm gonna do is um, yeah, this is gonna be fun. Give me a second. I'm gonna try to hit it. Excellent. Oh fuck! Are you kidding? Thirteen again. What the fuck? Huh. All right. Yeah. Different different ways, man. It's like all different ways. I was like, all right. Yeah, 13 will hit. That beats his armor class. Yes, you run up, get a good, right. like, great sword slash into this thing, cleaving a chunk off of it. Uh, oh, wow, that's pathetic. Six. Six. Six damage. All right, got it. So, yeah, you cleave a chunk of purple slime off of this thing. It, like, kind of sprays over, hits part of the wooden, like, one of the wooden barrels, and kind of just melts through it, like, acidy. Kind of, like, very corrosive type stuff. It looks at you, materializes a mouth, and ah, lets out like an inhuman screech. Yeah, shut up, you bitch. Um, (laughs) Bonus action. I'm casting Shield of Faith. Nice. On (laughs) Joey's character. Gyro. Oh, yeah. I don't know his his name. I, I personally don't know your name, so... Oh, I just look at you and I'm like, I just you feel really good right now. Oh, I feel really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a plus two bonus to your AC. 
What is this power? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, um, good stuff. Yeah, so Joey, your armor class is two higher. That was Issa. We had action, bonus action, and then moving over to slash it. Good deal. After Issa, then we have the uh, the mimic. So it is going to try and bite you back. It's kind of like this mouth that let out a screech. Like it's got kind of long flayed teeth, kind of like it-esque, like Pennywise-esque. They kind of come out and try to chomp right on your leg. Oh, balls. Okay. Uh, I can't really move my camera, but that's a nat 20. Uh, so he just... Go chom- ahead and write in it, make a new character, Joey, really quick. <laughs> yeah, he just chomps the no, hell wait, out of No, wait, who is it? I thought it was hitting me. Oh, hitting... Um, yeah, it's going after after Isa. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. Bye, Isa. It's good knowing you. All right, so that's going to be 12 piercing damage. Yeah, we're Yikes. Fine. We're fine. Oh, balls. 13 acid damage. Oh. oh. Uh. Yeah, um, I'm down. Oof. All right. Yeah, Squawk comes over. He's going to be like, live, gag, blam it. Um, at the end of the round, he's going to try and resuscitate you with like a medicine check. Um, as this thing just like chomps the hell out of your leg, you know, you feel like this, there's like an acid that burns your leg and kind of just like fall unconscious from it. Um, Kiki, go ahead and make, so, so it'd make a a death saving throw. That'd be 10 or higher success, nine or lower fail. Nat one is two fails. Nat 20 is pop up with one hit point. Uh, three successes or three fails. That'll determine whether you live or die. Uh, that's a fail. Fail. All right. So we got one fail. Okie doke. All right. So yeah, this thing means business. Um, after the mimic, then we have gyro. All right. Uh, gyro is going to use his, uh, breath attack. Nice. Uh, Well, is he immune to poison? Is the, um, everybody rolled really high earlier for their nature check to identify it. We'll say you guys know that it's, um, immune to acid, not poison. Okay, so he's going to use his uh, poison breath on him. Uh, it's the constitution. He has to roll higher than a 10, I guess. That's a six. Yeah, four on All the right. dice plus two. Yeah. So then he's going to take the max damage, 12 poison Dang. damage. Yeah, so the poison just starts eating away at this thing as it kind of like starts to bubble and roil like a, like a pot of water. It's like, you know, Um yeah, yeah, he's not looking so good. Um, good deal. Any other, like, any bonus actions or anything? Uh, I don't know if I get another one since I, because I think I can't, if I, maybe if I attacked with my double blade, I would have, since it's two-handed. But since yeah. I didn't, I don't think I'm going to be able to do anything else. So I think if I, <laughs> I should have started with the blade, then the breath. Yeah. But, so, no. Well, heck yeah. All right, after gyro, then we have half pint. Well, I guess never mind about rushing in with this bottle as he sets the bottle down on the deck. Looks like uh, somebody needs some help over there. Hmm. All right. I'm going to cast Healing Word over to Isa. Nice. So she is going to get five hit points back. Excellent. So hey, Isa, get, on get up. Ground. Don't be laying down right now. A bit dangerous. Totally. Then- Holy shit the fuck was that (laughs) and then i'm gonna use that on the uh on the the mimic ben excellent capital t 
Heck yeah. Um, it's a 10. 10's going to miss. All right. Yeah. So whoosh well, is right past. Well, damn it. All right. Well, at least at least she's up now. Okay. Uh, Sam, Sam Burger, you up there? Hey, come down here and help us kill this thing. Uh, you got a lot of people down there to help you. I don't know why you got to get me. I got to look out to make sure we don't hit no icebergs, dude. <laughs> is it my turn? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to cast Spare the Dying, but... All right. So when they hit the thing, did it? Did they? Did I notice that they received any recoil? When they hit the mimic? Yeah. No recoil. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll cast catapult on it then. Okie doke. Dex save on him, please. Dex save. All right. That's an eight. That's gonna fail. All right. So he's gonna take three d eight bludgeoning damage. All right, uh, we're looking at nine damage. Nine, very good. I rolled pretty low. And what do you catapult at him? Uh, it's just like a little stone that I have. Okie doke, sweet. You'd hear uh, the no, voice. No, I catapult the mushroom at him. No, the little stone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you hear the voice on your shoulder. He's just like, good job. You did great. Oh, thank you, buddy. You want to take a shot at him? Uh, you have like a little, a little harpoon gun in your little pocket or anything? Says, well, I've I've got one thing. Yeah, what's that? He um so you know, you're still under like the the effect of his spores, so you can like see him and talk to him and stuff. Um he uh essentially just reaches inside, looks like he's he's got like little pockets that he reaches into, like in his like little mushroom slacks. Um, of course. Seems like he reaches inside of himself and pulls out uh, a pseudopod. Essentially like a looks like a little green, almost like an olive, like a bullet. And he's like, well, here goes nothing. Can can you lean over a little bit? Okay, I'm going to try to like, push myself up on top of the railing so like he's got a good vantage point out of it. Totally. You'd hear him be like, uh, uh, uh. he goes to like, fire it down. That's a 19 on the dice. Holy balls. Holy shit. Yeah, so he just totally gives it everything he's got as he whips this little like pseudopod down at the mimic uh, for eight damage. Holy shit, he did almost as much as me. Yeah, and he's just like, was that good? Did I do good? That was fucking awesome, little Jace Burger. I give him an offer him a little little tiny high five. He like, yeah, his little mushroom hand comes up. He's like, thanks, friend burger. Oh, I like that. Friend burger and Jace Burger, two Sam Burgers together. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's a um, Cargelto is dead. He's like, like dead, dead. Um, Kent is going to come over. He uh, so he's got his mop. Basically, he's going to try and like poke it with the mop. Like, hey, take a load of this, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, um, basically like javelin stats. He's going to miss like he goes to stab it and there's like a hole that opens up. So he just stabs like empty air, pulls the mop head back out and it reforms inside. Like an amorphous blob um, after him. Then we have um, Squawk. Squawk is going to run over to Issa and be like, how are y'all feeling? Y'all all right? No, this is like literally the worst day ever. <laughs> what the shit? <sighs> you going to kill that thing? Well, I, I, I'm going to try. He says, here, hold this for me. And he goes and hands you like a, what looks like a wine bottle. And he says, take a nip of that. That'll, that'll put hair in your chest. Yep. 
And he uh, right. also note to self: next time I say that we leave something for later, the surprise. Um, I no, we probably should take care of it. You know, right away. <laughs> probably a good idea. It's like uh, you know, the good, the good feller said, um, "Ounce of prevention's worth pound of cure." He runs over with his butcher's cleaver, tries to slash off a hunk of this thing. Um, that will hit for four damage. So he just slashes off another piece of it. You know, f- you know, this purple gunk flies across the deck, burns through the floor, <laughs> makes like a little hole in the top deck. Um, you guys have noticed the captain. Uh, captain Derry is just kind of watching all this. Like the crew is freaking out. The, the other prisoners, you know, there's kind of like people in the background are freaking out. Um, he is totally cool, calm and collected, though, kind of watching from this upper vantage point of the uh, of the steering wheel, watching you guys handle this mimic. Um, yeah, round resets back to Isa. Um, I should mention too, Squawk would help you up on your feet, so you're not prone anymore. Uh, what the heck did he hand me? A bottle of something. Yep, looks like a wine bottle. Told me to drink it. Filled uh, about halfway full with this red sloshy liquid. All right, so is that a free action for me to take a gulp of that before I do anything else? Uh, we'll say bonus action to drink it, yeah. Okay, so we'll do that. <laughs> What's that taste like? <laughs> uh, tastes like red Kool-Aid. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. <laughs> kind of sugary yeah um so that is a potion of healing that he's had like kind of in reserve for when the time is right uh you heal eight more hit points (laughs) sorry that ironically gives me 13 that's just too funny um okay (laughs) (laughs) great ah fuck this thing up its ass i'm gonna hit it back in it fuck me that's only a seven Seven, you're attacking with a great sword, though, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, this, yeah. So there's uh, enough people up on it, you'd have flanking. So go ahead and roll with advantage. Yeah. 18 altogether, but 13 on the die. <laughs> uh. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, the matrix is glitching. I know what is going on. Uh, all right. <laughs> Damage 11. There we go. Slashing. Yeah cleave a big chunk off of this thing it lets out another and at this point it's lost enough mass that it takes up about a five foot by five foot square instead of being large size it's down to like medium sized it's on its last limbs you see it uh, kind of like like bubbling but this piece is being slashed off of it this thing is not long for this earth after Issa then we have the creature the mimic there's enough people on it I'm gonna roll to see who it targets alright gyro Coming at ya. He's gonna try... He's uh, gonna try to shoot a pseudopod at ya. So basically like ah. a bit of goop, he's gonna fling it across at you and try to hit ya. That... Yikes. That's a 24 to hit. Jesus. Yeah. So that'll be 7 bludgeoning damage. That's go. you get like wham by this stuff. And then also go ahead and make a strength saving throw. Uh, unnatural 20. There you go. Yeah, so it's very sticky, this stuff. So it's one of those, like, like it hits you. If you try to, like, get it off at all, it would stick your hands, like, to yourself, like a a glue. Uh, But you're able to rip your hand off, you know? And basically, yeah, the adhesive, uh, it's not as... You're able to avoid the stickiness. Yeah. Whoa, what the fuck is this? And that then brings us back to you. Uh, go for it, Gyro. All right. All right, so he's going to go in. He's a little pissed off now that he's got sticky shit all over him. So he's going to start swinging his uh, his double blade at him. 
Hell yeah. And you'd have flanking because um, there, there's enough people on him that you guys are kind of ganging up on him. Yeah. Uh, 21 to hit. They'll hit. That is uh, nine. All right. So um, he had eight hit points left. How do you want to finish him off? Cinematically, what does it look like as you finish him off with your double blade? All right. So he's going to he's going to run up spinning the, uh, the his uh, his blade and uh, pretty much kind of just start mincing him with the with the blade. Screaming. Nice. You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> it's like full on blender mode. While I'm at it, I'm gonna fling one of the one of the pieces of him at the captain. Okie doke. Yeah, the uh, the captain is gonna roll to try and dodge out of the way. Yeah, one of the pieces hits him right in the cheek, and it like sizzles his beard and stuff, and like sizzles his cheek. He has no reaction to it. it just kind of like falls on the floor. He just kind of looks at you guys very perplexed, very curious. 